All right, it's Chandra with the Contemporary Horsemanship Podcast, and today I wanted to discuss just the three-day eventing and the dangers behind it and what's going on with the sport itself. So pretty recently, I want to say it might have been a month or like three weeks or something because I had written down that I wanted to talk about this topic, but I believe three horses died at like the same event, and I don't exactly remember which event it is, and it doesn't really matter because this happens quite often and that's really why I wanted to make an episode about this because it's just it's happening too much like I understand that there are freak accidents with horses I get it I've had those happen to me but this isn't a freak accident thing when you when like at least one horse roughly like gets hurt or a rider gets hurt or a rider dies or a horse dies at like every like big competition like that's not good that's not a good like accident like oops there's nothing we can do to prevent that that's kind of my whole issue that I have with three-day eventing is they're like oh well it kind of comes with the sport and it's like but why like we've we have technologies and we've developed things so far it's like why are we just okay with living like this. So first, I'm just going to back up real quick because some of you might not know what three-day eventing is. I'm just going to tell you what it is real quick so you understand we're like on the same page here. So um, it is an Olympic sport currently. Um, If you watched like the 2020 Olympics, which were actually last year, that was on the TV. If you, you know, have Dish or you watched online or whatever. Um, so that's going to be probably where most people know it from, but it starts off with dressage or like um, the Land Rover, like Kentucky three-day event. That's a huge one that they have in like April every year. That's pretty popular, um, like besides the Olympics. But anyways, um, there's obviously three events. It's called three-day eventing at the like higher levels. It's split into multiple days. So you have dressage first, and then you have cross country, and then you have show jumping. And then the smaller events, you do all of those events in one day. So it just kind of depends. Those are going to be your lower level events. But those are the different events. Um, obviously, dressage is a dressage test. They have different levels depending on where you and your horse are at. I don't really have an issue with that. I don't I mean, there's issues with dressage themselves, which I'll talk about in another episode. But there's not like tons of horse deaths in dressage. So I don't really have a specific issue with three-day eventing for that. Um, the, the main issue that I have is the cross country. So that's the second day, the second event um, is because of how intense it is. Um, the show jump, I don't really have a, a huge issue with. Um, and I'll talk about that a little bit later. Why? Because of the jumping, the jumps themselves. So that's kind of what it is. Um, over time, we've made three-day eventing really technical. Um, and this is going to be, I'm, again, I'm fine with that in dressage, but the, the part that we have issues with is the cross country. So we have really close jumps together. So we'll have a big, long, open stretch where we're galloping the horses. And then we'll have like a, a, a set of jumps, like three or four jumps or whatever, maybe even two, two to four jumps where they have to really slow down, collect the horse and then jump those jumps. And they're gonna be really technical questions. So jumping down into something, jumping over a bank and then jumping something else, jumping a combination, jumping into water, like they're all very close together. So when you have a horse that's, especially toward the end of the course where they're, the horses are tired, that's where we really come and have issues. So 
when we're, horses are galloping, especially when they're tired, they're going to have a tendency to get strung out. So they're not going to be collected. They're not going to be on the hindquarters. They're going to start falling onto their forehand. They're going to start just stringing out their body. They're getting tired. They're just kind of, you know, trying to finish. And then once we get to these jumps, then we can really have a lot of issues. So our horse isn't balanced, isn't collected, isn't rocking their weight back. And then we can have horses that are jumping flat, hanging legs. And then the other issue is that the majority of these jumps are solid or semi-solid. And then that's when you end up having rotational falls or just falls in general or horses hitting jumps or, you know, just horses having injuries in general. So that's kind of the the overview of kind of what's going on and then there's lots of other issues that play into this so just in general like three-day eventing is extremely physically demanding for the rider and the horse so I have an issue with forcing a horse to compete for human gain um <laughs> like I used to do a lot of showing um and I don't a lot anymore um I'll Obviously, I'm not at the, not doing three-day eventing, but you don't have to be doing three-day eventing to understand how it works and still point out its flaws. That's that's one of the dumbest arguments I think I've ever heard. Um, like, I don't have to be the president to point out the issues with stuff. You don't, you can't, you don't have to be something to know and understand it and point out that it's wrong. There's all kinds of injustices in the world, not even in the horse world. I don't have to be a person in that position to understand it. So I think that's just a ridiculous argument. I understand horses. I I understand what's going into the sport and the involvement of it and basic physics. So we don't have to be riding at a three or four star level, Olympic level to to comment on it and have an opinion on it. Especially when eventing is going to be like profited and keeps going by its fans. Obviously the riders, but there was no one there to watch them. Um, you're going to go down, like there's going to be less interest in the sport. So the fans are a big part of this too. So going back to being physically demanding, I have a problem with whipping the horse through and, you know, pushing them when they're definitely past their limit. And I'm not saying everybody does that, but it does happen. I mean, this is kind of similar in horse racing, like forcing the horse to finish the race. Like that's just not something that I'm okay with in any way. Um, especially when there's jumps involved and the horse, you can't just force them to do it and then expect nothing bad to happen because it's not going to be happening in a safe manner when the horses are tired and they're just being forced to do it. So just alone by itself, it's physically demanding. There's a lot of energy to, to do all these activities, especially at a high level. And a lot of riders I do like, recognize that they'll be like okay my horse is too tired or he you know he's just not gonna go over this jump or whatever and they retire and I like that that's great um those are not the people that I'm talking about um it's really the sport in general that I think has pretty obvious fixes that we could fix and then continue doing the sport but for some reason those fixes haven't happened and I'll talk about that in a second I'm gonna just talk about the issues first and then I'll go to the solutions so again super physically demanding so you have to get those horses super fit so that they can do each phase of the event um, and do it correctly. Overall, the cross country is just too dangerous. So the, and the, going along with the physically fit thing is 
they have to be fit enough to go the distance, however long that cross-country course is, be able to jump all those jumps. Are all the horses at that level? I don't know, but kind of like at the point where the horse is getting really tired or somewhat tired and is kind of losing momentum, it's like, should we continue going? And that's not all of the issues either, because there's definitely horses that are um, having rotational falls and getting injured when they're not to the point of exhaustion or close to it either. So I just want to point out that tired horses and, and doing that on a tired horse, not even in a completely exhausted horse is definitely a problem. But I think the main problem with three-day eventing and specifically cross-country is a solid obstacles. I really don't understand why we feel the need to continue to jump solid obstacles. It doesn't make any sense. It's very clearly dangerous to the human and the horse. So why do it? Is it just tradition? Like, are we just like, well, you know, back in the day, we jumped even scarier and more stupid obstacles. So let's just keep doing it. Like, I just don't understand. Um, especially from an equine welfare point of view, like why are we forcing them to jump solid things when we and the horse could very well die from missing a spot or not getting the exact right distance or he's slightly tired or he slightly hangs a he- his, um, not his head, his leg. Um, that just doesn't make sense to me. And I think that's probably the number one complaint I have about cross country and, and eventing in itself. So um, I know they have jumps with frangible pins and I like the frangible pins. That's great. I think they should be even more like prone to falling down or I don't understand why we can't have frangible pins in every jump. Like why have frangible pins in some of them, but not all of them. Like, I don't understand that. I, I, re- I really don't. And I get some of them are going to be more straightforward for the horse and the rider or they're earlier on the course or whatever it might be. But I don't understand why we don't have that. Like as step one, fringeable pins and everything. I feel like that would prevent a lot of things. Would it solve all of our problems? No, but I think it would help. Because I, horses do still rotate on horses on jumps that have fringeable pins. Because in order to break the fringeable pin, so let me back up real quick. So fringeable pin in the fence is you have to place um, a force on the fence and then the fence breaks. Which in order to have the horse, the fence break, that horse has to hit it pretty hard. So even if it breaks, your horse could still fall over it rotational or not. So really what I can't see that we can't have is our jumps that are even more breakable, like very similar to show jumps. Like why can't we have like not necessarily the exact same thing, but ones that are just going to knock down really easily. Like we've come along with so much technology just in general. And especially like, obviously we're talking about the horse world. Why can't we have that now? And I really think if we don't do those things, this is going to continue to happen. And then the general public is going to start noticing it. And then they're going to be like, uh, yeah, we don't like that. And then we're not going to have that sport anymore. It's just like every other equine sport. This is what's going to happen to it. And we don't know when that's going to happen, but it's going to happen because if we just let it continue letting horses die and people die because of a sport, like that's crazy. If people were just dying, like, ah, oh, like so-and-so just died in the football game. Oh yeah, it's part of the game. Like people would be outraged. People are outraged now when, you know, like there was a football player who got like a concussion and then they had to be taken off the field. Like there was a huge outrage over that. 
Um, what if, you know, there was just deaths all the time in football? That would be crazy. Or in any other sport, you know, like NASCAR, there was one death and they redid the whole sport to make it much safer. And that was 20 some years ago. So I'm just like, why can't we do that in the horse world? And we have technology to do that, but why are we not doing it? It just doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. You know, I'm not the biggest expert on that specific, you know, equine safety and sport horses or the sporting world or whatever, but it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to not make it safer. If we just continue doing it and we're like pointing the finger at, okay, this horse wasn't conditioned enough. Okay, this rider missed their distance. Okay, this rider shouldn't have been riding at this level. We're just kind of victim blaming at that point. And then it's like, okay, if those things are true, who let them compete? Like, is it just, okay, as long as we pay our entry fee, we can do whatever? Like, that's not good either. So should we have more regulations on that too? Like, I think that's another thing to think about. But I think fixing the jumps is going to be our main issue here, is letting them fall. Like, why we can definitely make cross-country looking jumps, like logs and things that break more easily. That's just kind of my solution to this, is like, let's maybe regulate a little bit more. Let's kind of think this through a bit more and not just let, you know, like have steps that we can take to, okay, we're starting at this beginning level and, you know, that we're judging more, like, are we capable to do this versus, okay, we finished the course or we had this score at the end. Are we capable to move on to the next level and just make it safer for the people and the horses? Um, that's kind of my biggest thing because rot- rotational falls are the biggest culprit here is a horse is going to a jump they miss the distance or they trip or whatever it might be and they end up getting a leg stuck. The horse rotates and lands upside down and then lands on, on the rider some of the time. Sometimes the rider can get out of the way, sometimes they cannot and that's where we really have a lot of issues. So by making the fences breakable, we're not going to get rid of all of the issues. I, I understand that you can still have those but it's going to make it less likely that it's going to happen. The prevalence of that in this sport is because the jumps are solid and I just really don't understand why the jumps are still solid. That's kind of my my whole issue with, uh, with the eventing. So the other things that I saw, because I did watch part of last year's what, Land Rover, is it called now? The, the three-day event in Kentucky. And I think three or four horses got injured. Nobody died. Like, I think that's going to be kind of like our next thing there is like these last three, I think three horse deaths, we're overseas at other ones so it's like okay well wait till it like comes home and then you know then maybe things will change it's like do we need to wait till we get to that point for things to change I think that's ridiculous um but I think it's again a matter of time unfortunately but anyways there was three or four horses when I was watching Land Rover that got injured and they would just like cut the live stream and the horse would like, I think one jumped into the water wrong, one jumped some something else and then was lame afterward. But it's just like, it's just really sad to watch because the horses give us so much and then it's like, this is what they end up with because we wanted to, you know, win a ribbon or I get you get money at this, but it's just really sad to watch. Um, and then the number of horses that are getting injured is, is really sad. And I, and I definitely understand that horses get hurt. I own horses. I understand that. Um, so uh, they get injured. But I do see a lot of people saying, well, oh, they could just get injured in the pasture. That is true. 
but we're setting them up in an environment that is much more dangerous than the pasture. That's just a ridiculous argument. Uh, you can't just be like, oh, well, you know, he could break a leg in the pasture. Yeah, he could. But is he much more likely to break a leg while you're riding him at a high speed, jumping solid obstacles? Yeah. So that's another part of the argument that I really thought was ridiculous. And I saw quite a bit of it. It's just like, oh, yeah, well, he could just do that in the pasture in the stall. Well, yeah, but you're not making him run. Like, that's just ridiculous. Um, I don't think we necessarily have studies on that, but we we should. We should be like, okay, how many pasture accidents happened this year? Okay, how many accidents happened in three-day eventing or horse racing or whatever other horse sport, you know, so that we had some actual numbers to do that. But it's just like, realistically, that's not what's happening. You really can't compare the two. It's like if I was being forced to, to do hard manual labor, I'm much higher risk of being injured than I am just being at my house. Could I still get injured at being at my house? Yeah. But am I going to be a higher risk if I'm forced to be doing some kind of manual labor? Yeah. That's just kind of common sense there. Um, so those are kind of my issues with it. Um, and then I want to talk about some solutions versus, I mean, I already have basically my main point is jumps that break away, but there's other solutions to this. So um, just kind of maybe just thinking of other ideas for jumps. Um, and these might not all be realistic or, you know, the best idea, but there's just some ideas. So um, if you've watched like a one of those jumping classes where they jump like a really large wall or they just have a wall in some show jump courses just on its own and they have those like little bricks that they have to make the wall, um, I think we should kind of try to use those. I understand you'd have to pick up the bricks all the time, you know, every horse hits the bricks or whatever, um, not actual bricks also, but if we could make bigger ones where we could stack them and then make like a little wall or make it look like a solid thing, because you could make spread jumps out of those, you could make other things to, to make it look just like cross country stuff. But then if the horse hits it, it just falls down versus we're hitting this solid thing and then having injuries. So I don't really know why we can't do that or why we can't just spread jumps out. So we're not having this we're stretching the horse out and we're galloping, galloping, galloping. And then we really have to collect them and slow them down to jump. And then that's very hard to do. So maybe doing a different configuration with the jumps that we have. Um, lowering the jumps. Like why do we need to be jumping this massive like parallel fence like over a ditch? Like is that really necessary? You know, and I know in the past there was jumps that were like we look out now and we're like, wow, that's really dangerous. And probably people and horses died. And so we changed it. Unfortunately, I don't, we don't want that to happen to where the animals and people are dying to where we change things. But maybe we should look at it and be like, is it really necessary to do this? Maybe we should lower them, calm it down a little bit. It's really not necessary to do, you know, like nobody's life's on the line. If I jump this giant oxer, if I, you know, jump over this giant fence, like nobody's life's on the line. So I think just maybe lowering them, having less jumps, maybe shortening the course. There's lots of options that we could do here. And we have the technology and the means to do it. So I don't really see why we don't versus just saying like, well, we did it like this. We don't, we haven't always done, done it like this because in the past it was a lot more dangerous. So I don't see why we can't make it safer now. So, and then again, like I talked about before, more frangible pins and more like show jump like jumps as far as the construction of them so that they could just fall down easier. And then maybe having some kind of level system where we're like, okay, well, this rider's definitely good at this level. They can move on to the next level. 
just so we're paying attention to it. You know, we're not just like, okay, well, you paid your entry fee, so let's good luck. You know, um, that's not the main issue, but I think the main issue is the jumps and the setup here. So those are kind of my thoughts on the topic. It's just kind of a little rant and kind of my opinion, but, um, you know, we, we see it a lot and it's very sad and unfortunate and really like, it's just been happening quite frequently in the last few years. We see lots of rider deaths and then a lot more horse, horse deaths and horse injuries. And it's just kind of unnecessary for a sport. And if we want like our horse sports to be on the same level as, you know, other Olympic sports or other just like mainstream sports, let's just think about if that was happening in those sports. Like what if just basketball players died or football players just died? Like we would be really upset about it and people would change it. Just like with the NASCAR situation, like someone died a long time ago and they fixed a whole bunch of things and no one has since then. And those cars are going 200 miles an hour. Like why can't we do the same thing for our sport? Because we need to make changes for the people and for the horses so that we can still have the sports and we don't just get like other normal people who don't understand them necessarily to be like, oh, this is really dangerous. We should just stop it altogether. Because I'm not saying right now stop it altogether. I think we should make the right steps toward making it safer and making it better for the horses and for the people. So hopefully that gave you something to talk about. That's just, Those are just my opinions on eventing. I'm not saying it's wrong or it's bad. There are some people who do wrong things and do bad things in eventing, but in general, it's not. I just think we should improve it. Like, why not? Why not make it better? You know, why not care um, about the sport, about the horses, about the riders? You know, just why not? So hopefully that gave you something to think about.